Thanks for checking out this message from Coastal Community Church. We hope it's helpful and encouraging. Wow, are you ready for this? Over the last five weeks, our church has now fed almost 3,000 people. And none of that would be possible without you, without our volunteers, and without your generosity. And I just want to thank all of you for your support. And there's been so many of you who have signed up to volunteer and have come week after week after week serving our community. And uh, we could not do what we have done without you. Now, we would love to include all of you in this ministry, but we are are trying to limit the number of volunteers here on campus from week to week. But one of the best ways that you could get involved in supporting this ministry is through your generous giving. And uh, as you can see from the screen, there's multiple ways to give to support. You can go to our website. You can text to give. Just simply use the keyword meals. And again, I just want to thank you in advance for your generosity. We really could not be doing what we are doing in our community without you. You know, we had an amazing Easter here at Coastal Community Church. We kicked off a brand new series called Welcome Home by reminding everyone that when you take that one step of faith and you come home to God, no matter who you are or what you've done or where you've been, our Heavenly Father runs to you with open arms and offers you His forgiveness through His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Well, are you ready for this? Not only do you find forgiveness when you come home, but you can also find a family. A family. Raise your hand if you're a part of a family. Now, everybody should be raising your hand because we all have a family, right? Well, raise your hand if there are any crazy whack jobs in your family. Raise your hand, in fact, raise your hand if any time during the last month of everybody being on lockdown, you know, with your immediate family, that you have felt like strangling a member of your family. You know, that if you acted on your feelings, you would be in jail right now. Raise your hand if that applies to you, and try not to look at your family sitting next to you. Now, what do you think happens when you put 50, 100, 200 of those crazy, imperfect families all together, and we're all a part of the same big family called the church. You know what's going to happen? We're going to drive each other crazy from time to time. We're going to get on each other's last nerve on occasion. But because we've been forgiven, because we have the resurrection power of Jesus, because we have the Holy Spirit, we're going to love each other. You see, I believe that's actually the miracle of the church. Not that we're perfect, not that we have everything all together, uh, not that we aren't going to get on each other's last nerve from time to time. No, it's that we do all those things and yet we still love each other. In fact, Jesus said that's our greatest witness to the watching world. Look what he said in John 13, 35. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. You see, not only when you come home to God do you find forgiveness, but you also get adopted into God's forever family called the church. You see, God wanted a family. That's why we're here. In fact, the Bible says that God planned everything in the entire universe so that we could be a part of his family. Listen to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. 
This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. You see, the church is a family. It's not a building. It's not a service. It's not a club. It's not an organization. It's a family. Church is not a place that you go to. It's a family that you belong to. And I love my church family. I do. I I love Coastal Community Church. You know, somebody once told me that the test for a pastor of whether or not you really loved your church is, would you go there if you weren't on staff there? You know, if you weren't getting paid, would you choose to go there? And the answer for me is, yes, 100% yes. You know, if I weren't the pastor here and I was looking for a church to be a part of here in Charleston, man, this is the place that I would choose to be a part of. And as outdated as this might sound to some of you, I still believe in the local church. I believe that the church, the local church, is the hope of the world. Now, the church has had its problems, you know. I'm not blind to that. Uh, I know that the church over the years has done a lot of damage to a lot of people. In fact, it's possible that some of you watching this today uh, have been hurt, you know, by pastors and, and other churches. And I wish, I wish that I could undo what's been done to you. Uh, God's heart breaks for you and so does mine. But when done right, listen, there's nothing better than being a part of a church family. In fact, what I believe that we are seeing right now and what we're going to continue to see in America is that as the world around us gets worse and worse and the times in which we live get more desperate and more hopeless, churches that are serious about proclaiming and living the life of Jesus in the world, man, those churches are going to grow. Those churches are going to flourish. While dying churches will complain and point fingers and compete against one another, the true church, man, the true true church of Jesus is going to rise up and see these times as as opportunities. People are hopeless and we have hope. People are enslaved and we have freedom. People are dying and we can point them to life. Now, the church has got to change. Granted, you know, I mean, that's, that's a fact. We can't keep doing the same things we've always done. You know, if we want to reach people that no one else is reaching, we got to be willing to do things that nobody else is doing. And that's messy because... People are messy. Now, the message of Jesus, the the life-saving gospel message of Jesus must never change. But our methods and our strategies, man, they always got to be changing, always be adapting into the world in which we live. If anything, right now, we need to communicate the gospel clearer and stronger than ever before. And so when people see a church do that. When people see a church proclaim and live the words of Jesus and do the works of Jesus, that is a powerful and beautiful thing. So I love the church. And I love, love my church family. And here's what I hope will happen today. I hope that you will fall in love again, or maybe for the very first time, with the church. I hope you fall in love with Coastal. I would love to, uh, to see that our church family becomes your church family. But why? You know, why, why be a part of a church? Why make that commitment? I want to give you five reasons today. There are many, but I want to give you five. Number one, a church family helps me focus on God. 
Helps me focus on God. Let me ask you, do you ever find it easy to forget that God is ever present? You know, that he's with you all the time. I'll be honest, even as a pastor, I do. You know, sometimes I go a long time without focusing on that, without realizing and remember that God is with me and I, and I need to refocus. You ever find yourself instead, you know, focusing on trivial things and overlooking the real important things in life? Well, the Bible says that one of the purposes of the church is to help us to refocus. And anytime you, you focus on God, anytime you express your love to God, you're worshiping. And so one of the purposes of the church is to help you worship. Whether you're you know, at home by yourself, uh, whether you're out at work, or whether we're gathered together, the purpose of the church is to help us worship. Matthew 22, 37, and 38, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Now, why is that the greatest one? You know, why does God say, above all things, you should love me first? Well, it's exactly what you and I were made for. God made you to love you, to have a relationship with you, and he wants you to love him back. God knows everything there is to know about you, the good, the bad, the ugly, and he still loves you. He just wants you to love him back. That's worship. That's a simple definition of of worship, expressing your love to God. And that's one of the benefits of being a part of a church family. We help each other do that. We help each other refocus and express our love to God. Again, whether we're meeting you know, together for a time of corporate worship or we are you know, scattered all over the world in our homes. Another benefit of being a part of a church family, number two, is that it helps me face life's problems. It helps me face life's problems. Life is tough. And you and I were not made to handle all of life on our own. God never meant for you to go through life trying to handle everything all by yourself. So he's given us a family. Now the sad but true fact is this. There are a lot of people today who don't have a family to turn to when they need help. Or they have a family, but it's a very dysfunctional one. And so God says that the church family is to be that place of refuge that you can turn to in times of trouble. Now, a refuge is a shelter. It's a, a protection from danger or distress, something or someone that you can turn to in time of difficulty. Where's your place of refuge? Listen, we all know that this world can be difficult and uh, people can be very, very uncaring. And there are times in all of our lives when our jobs falter, uh, relationships fail. Um, there are times in our lives when it's, when it's hard and difficult. Loved ones die and your health goes downhill and people struggle financially. And you need a refuge. That's why here at Coastal we want to be a place of refuge, a home that you can receive encouragement instead of discouragement. A place that you can receive comfort, not, not criticism during the tough times where people will help you instead of tear you down. I love Romans chapter 15, verse 2 from the message. Listen to these words. Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter. 
and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for what? What does he say? Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? Man, that is a, that's a radical concept compared to the world in which we live. You know, maybe you've heard this story. Um, two guys are walking through the woods, and they come upon a bear. And uh, the bear becomes hungry and angry and uh, begins chasing after them. So the two guys just take off running, you know, through the woods from this bear. So they're running, and uh, one guy turns to the other guy and says, listen, we cannot outrun this bear forever. And the other guy says, I don't have to outrun this bear. I just have to outrun you. Now, that's the way this world operates. You know, everybody looking out for themselves. But you know what? God never meant for it to be that way. And that's my challenge to us as a church. You know, to always be that place of refuge where people can turn for help and support. Each one of us, the Bible says, each one of us, looking at the people and the problems in the world around us and asking this question, how can I help? How can I make a difference? Let me ask you, do you have a place of refuge to go during the troubles and storms of life? A church family helps me focus on God, helps me face life's problems, and number three, a church family helps to fortify my faith. Fortify my faith. To fortify simply means to, to strengthen, uh, to reinforce. And you and I need to have our faith reinforced on a regular basis. And the church is here to help you do that. The church helps us to grow up in our faith. We help you to mature. Now, let me ask, what does that look like? What does spiritual maturity look like? Well, here it is. Spiritual maturity is the process of becoming more and more like Jesus. It's becoming more and more like Jesus. It's not just about information for information's sake. It's about transformation. Look at Ephesians 4.13. So that we will become mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of who? Of Christ. You see, again, that's spiritual maturity. Not, not just information, but transformation. Becoming more and more like Jesus. And that doesn't happen alone. You know, it doesn't happen in isolation. It happens in relationships. It happens in community by sharing and doing life together. Now, where does that happen best? Well, at Coastal, we've discovered that that happens best in our small groups. We call them life groups here at Coastal. Our life groups are groups of 8 to 12 people. In fact, now they're even larger because they're all online groups. But there's these groups of people that meet on a regular basis and they build these relationships with other people. We help you to do that so that you can turn to people for help and offer help. Relationships that are built on unconditional love where you're motivated and encouraged to grow. You see, at our church, it's not just the pastors and the staff that do the ministry. In fact, I would say that the majority of the helping, the loving, the teaching at our church, it's done by the people who are plugged into ministry. It's done by the people who are plugged into life group. You see, a church becomes a home when you get to know the other people and you serve together and you do life together. Now, 
Does that happen? Can that happen on Sunday mornings when people are all gathered together in a crowd? Sure, some, but not much. But it does happen in community. It does happen in small groups and in ministry. Which leads me to number four. A church family helps me find my ministry. You know, the Bible says that you're unique. Did you know that? You are one of a kind. Uh, The Bible says that God has given you spiritual gifts. He's given you a heart, a passion. You know, there's things that you love, things that you don't love, things that you're interested in, things that you're not interested in at all. And God gave you that. He gave you that heart, those interests, those desires. He's given you abilities. You know, some of you are great with words. Some of you are great with writing. Some of you are good with numbers or animals or people. And he's given you a personality. Some of you have a very dry sense of, you know, humor or personality. Some of you are very funny, outgoing. Um, He's given you experiences. Think about it. Educational experiences, spiritual experiences, relational experiences, even painful experiences. And our God has this amazing ability to use all of those things together and shape you and make you who you are. Now, why did God do that? Why has God given you all of those things? So that you can just go out and make a bunch of money? No. So that you can waste it all on yourself? Absolutely not. God has uniquely designed you Because he wants you to make a contribution in this world, not just to consume. And so whenever you use your talents and your abilities and your passions and your interests to to help other people, to serve other people, God calls that your ministry. In fact, Ephesians 2.10 says it this way, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And those good things, those acts of service and kindness that God has planned for you to do, that's called your ministry. And God wants you to spend your life doing those things. You know, the Bible says that the job description of pastors is actually to equip you, to prepare you to do those good things. That's part of the purpose of the church, to help you discover and to live out your ministry. And here at Coastal, we are committed to doing that. This church is committed to helping you position yourself to find your ministry, to do those good things that best express who God made you to be. You know, so many people today are struggling with low self-esteem, especially right now. They're feeling insignificant, unneeded, unwanted, what's the secret? What's the secret to healthy self-esteem? It's not status. It's not stuff. The secret to self-esteem is service. It's to be who God made you to be and to do what God made you to do. It's serving others. It's serving God by serving the world around you. And that's why here at Coastal, listen, we make no apologies uh, in challenging people to get involved and to find that place to serve. Because Jesus actually said, you find life by giving your life away to other people. And that leads me to number five. A church family helps me fulfill my life's mission. It helps me fulfill my life's mission. You know, you're not here by accident. 
God didn't put you here on this earth just to take up space, get a job, make money, retire, and die. No. He's got a mission for you that he wants to use you to make an impact in this world. And one of the purposes of a church family is to help you to discover and live out that mission. And when you discover it, when you figure that out, all of a sudden you go, man, this is it. You know, this is why I was created. This is why I'm here. And all of a sudden it's the, wow, life makes sense. Now, a part of that mission for all of us, for you and for me, is to share with other people the good news about Jesus Christ. In fact, Acts 20, 24 says it this way. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. What's that work? The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Listen, there is no greater accomplishment in life than to introduce somebody to Jesus. Can you imagine one day, you know, getting to heaven and have somebody coming up to you and say, you know what, listen, I am here because of you. You are a part of that church family way back when called Coastal Community Church. And a hundred years later, that church reached me for Jesus. And I am here because of you. Thank you. I mean, what could be greater than that? You know, I've said this before, but why do you think God has left you here on earth after you became a believer? Why does God leave us here on earth after we become a Christian? You know, think about it. You can pray in heaven, sing in heaven, worship, have fun. Hopefully we can eat in heaven and not gain weight, relax in heaven, all kinds of things we can enjoy and do in heaven. But there are only two things that you can't do in heaven. You can't sin, and you can't tell other people about Jesus. Now, which of those two things do you think God leaves you here on earth to do. He leaves you here to tell other people about Jesus. Romans 10, 13, and 14 says it this way. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? There's no greater joy on this earth than being just a link in the chain of introducing somebody else to Jesus. These are just some of the benefits of having a church family. Helps me focus on God, helps to fortify my faith, face life's problems, find my ministry, and fulfill my life's mission. If you don't become a part of a local church family, you tell me. Where else are you going to get all those benefits and more? You see, the church offers you something that you're not going to find anywhere else. But let me give you a little warning. You are never going to find a perfect church. You're not. Not this church, not any church. Why? Because the church is made up of people. And you're not perfect, and neither am I. Now, what's the difference, though, between just being an attender of a church and being a member. The difference is like the difference between living together and getting married. It's commitment. Commitment. You know, an attender is a consumer. A member is a contributor. 
An attender is just along for the ride. A member is a part of the team. God doesn't want you just to go to a church. He wants you to be a part of a church family. So, how do I become a member of this church? Well, you make a commitment. You make a commitment. At Coastal, we have a class that I teach. We call it, very simply, our membership class, where we go over things like our statement of faith, our structure, our purpose, and what it means to be a member of God's family. And in that class, we call for a commitment. We ask you to make a commitment. For our next membership class, uh, we're going to do something we've never done before. We're going to offer a virtual online membership class. It's going to be Monday night, May the 4th from 6 to 9 p.m. In fact, you can sign up today on your Connect card and we will mail you the notes or we'll even provide a, a, um, a PDF file for you to take notes online. If you've not yet made a commitment to a church family, what are you waiting on? You know, what excuse are you going to give God one day when he asks you why you didn't? You owe it to Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for you and established the church himself to find a place where you can say, you know what, this is my church family. I want to challenge you to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Whether you got five or 50 years left, give it to the greatest movement of God. There is no greater movement than the church. It's, it will far outlast anything that you do. I make no apology in saying that the most significant thing that you might do with your life is to join Coastal and to get involved in the ministry here because this church is making a real impact in people's lives for all eternity. So I want to challenge you today. Make this church family your church family. You know, one of the things that families do together from time to time is eat together, enjoy a, a good meal together. In fact, one of the very last things that Jesus did with his earthly family, with his friends, was to enjoy a meal together, the Passover meal. And it was during this meal that Jesus instituted what we now call the Lord's Supper or communion. It's a meal that unites us together as believers, but not just here at Coastal. It unites us with believers all around the world and all through time. It is a sacred time of, of worship and remembrance, reflection and gratitude. It's a time for us to remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for us so that we could have eternal life in heaven and abundant life here and now on earth. Now, the elements of this meal... They're very, very simple. Just a piece of bread and a cup of juice or wine. But they could be anything. They're symbols. The bread represents the body of Jesus that was broken for us. The juice or the wine represents his blood that was shed for us. You don't have to be a member of our church to participate in this. The only requirement is that you are a believer, that you're uh, a forgiven sinner, a member of, of God's family. Now, how do you become a member of God's family? Galatians 3.26 says it very simply. For you are all children of God through, what? Faith in Christ Jesus. You're children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. You see, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have your act together to take communion. In fact, that's the point. 
We're not perfect. We don't have our act together, but we have put our faith in the only one who was perfect. The only one, therefore, who was able to pay the price for our sin. God's one and only son, Jesus. So I'm going to read today from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26, and we're going to take communion together. And then I'm going to close with prayer. The Bible says this, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke the pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Will you now take the bread and eat? In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. Will you now take the juice or the wine? For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the church, your family here on earth, that you sent your one and only son Jesus to die for and establish. And Father, thank you for this meal, communion, that reminds us of Jesus' sacrifice and unites us together as members of your family. And Father, thank you for the Coastal family. May we be the church that you've called us to be, sharing and experiencing the life and the love of Jesus with Charleston and the world. Until you call us home or come again, I pray that you would find us faithful. And if you're watching this and you're ready to become a member of God's family, pray something like this in your heart right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to come home. I want to be your son, your daughter, a part of your forever family. I believe. I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe he died on a cross for me and my sin. I believe he rose from the dead and he is alive. And today, I ask you to forgive me. I put my faith and my trust in Jesus and in him alone. And for the rest of my life, I just want to follow Jesus. In his name I pray, amen, amen. Listen, if you pray that simple prayer, If you took that one step of faith, God has embraced you as his child. And you are now a part of his forever family. Welcome home. So here's what I want you to do as we close. Let us know about your decision that you made today. Any decision you might have made today. If you gave your life to Christ, if you prayed that prayer of faith with me, it's really simple. Just go to our online connect card and check the box that says, I gave my life to Christ. 
We would love to follow up with you, even send you a little book called The Next Step for Your Journey. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's our prayer that you have a blessed week. We will see you online next Sunday. God bless. Thanks for listening. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, have a blessed day.